0: (laughs) And in the famous words of Sam Jackson,
1: motherfucker.
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, man. So when a nerd starts over this is dan um i have another podcast when a nerd uh which is a uh, no Orient. nerd so just to remind people if you are new to this podcast and uh from what i've been hearing seeing there are a lot of more subscribers so they might not know exactly what i do on this show but this is more of a serious like personal show we do goof around quite a bit but a lot of it is just like i guess like just stories of you know going through depression and divorce and trying to find my way and just love in general and we talked about nerdy stuff too because um that's I guess that's my love right that's my passions is nerd culture so um I've met a lot of interesting people along the way um and learned that a lot of people do suffer from depression and mental anxiety and like illness like that from you know just like me but um this here is actually part two of a discussion I'm having with one of my friends, Eddie, who uh, um, I've gotten to know, and uh, we have a lot in common, and uh, there was so much to talk about in the first episode, I had to have a second, second one, because we didn't even talk about what we wanted to talk about in the first episode, so I just want to welcome again, thank you Eddie for doing this. Thank you very much for having me back, I enjoy it. Yeah, nice, nice, but hey, so well, what'd you do this weekend, man? Man, work <laughs>
0: today. Today's my uh, my Saturday, so uh, Jen and I are probably gonna go see. Um, I'm gonna take her to see Infinity War. She hasn't gotten to
1: see that yet.
2: Oh man! Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, know. I just. Yeah. Uh, I hope she. I hope she likes it as much as you did, man. I um. I I saw Jurassic World uh, yesterday. Uh huh. What'd you think? You know, the thing is, I just feel. I you know I I check Rotten Tomatoes and it's funny because you know I check the website and I'll always say, man, they're wrong. You know, like they. Really. They, you know, but there are times that I enjoyed movies that uh, were given really low scores on Rotten sure. Tomatoes. Um But I guess sure. it just depends on the mood that you're in. You know. I, right. I uh, I love Chris Pratt. Honestly, I, I. Yeah, I know you're a fan. Uh uh-huh. And I don't I don't know one movie where I could say like. I, gosh, that movie sucked, but he was in it, right. you know, I, I and that's yeah. like, even that movie with Jennifer Lawrence, what's that movie he was in with Jennifer oh, Lawrence? Oh, about that spaceship where they're like that in that
0: mall in outer space yeah. <laughs> and nothing happened, they ran around, stuff blew up, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, and I can't, I can't get mad at, at any of that, um, yeah, um, so I, I, but I, I like that one, so I, but I liked Ju- Jurassic World, um, the only gripe I'd have about that film is that, you know, when you see Chris Pratt, he's kind of typecast into this certain character, you know? Mm-hmm. He's kind of goofy. Um, he's naive, you know, a little bit. Um, yeah. So in every movie, I feel like that's what he is. And in this one, right. I expected him to be kind of like, you know, um, goofy, funny, naive. He He wasn't that at all. I mean, he was like... Mm-hmm more serious there there were a right. couple times where i was like man they, this probably could use a joke somewhere in here because it was pretty uh-huh. intense
0: all right uh, did you did you see the last uh jurassic world movie
2: i did and i felt that movie was funnier um okay but it had a lot more jumpy scary moments if i remember in part one In this one not so much uh, interesting. But did you like the the first one did you watch that one
0: i did not like the first one, and therefore I saw the trailers for this one, and it looked just I mean, there are dinosaurs running, there are people running, there are more dinosaurs running, there are more people running, and then there are people screaming. And then, <laughs> I, you know, guess what? Some people are going to get eaten by dinosaurs amidst they're running and screaming. So uh, <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm going to give this an hard pass. Because I, I didn't really dig the first one. I was looking forward to the first one. Um, and I uh, was really disappointed. And I, I like uh, Pratt also. I, I think he's uh, he's good at what he does. Um, you know, he's, he's not like... Um, uh, who you? you and I were just talking about the other day? He, um, from breakup handbook. Um,
2: oh, uh, Bradley up Cooper. Uh, Brad,
1: Bradley.
0: Yeah. You know, he's, he's not, you know, like Bradley Cooper level of, of acting, but I still like him. I like what he does, but it just wasn't enough to carry the movie beyond the, kind of the lame script. And I felt no chemistry between he and the co-star and her. She was a little, I know she was supposed to be playing this kind of annoying or cold fish, or just didn't, you know, like she had no, like she didn't really give a shit about her niece and nephew. You know what I mean? Yeah, she didn't bother. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so I didn't. She was supposed to be playing a uh, kind of an unlikable character, but guess what? It worked. I didn't like her, So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I So I really didn't like the first one, in spite of liking Chris Pratt and then I guess she's back in the second movie, right?
2: Yeah, Am I correct? yeah.
0: So, yeah, so I didn't want to see any more of her. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to see this one. And If it comes to TV and I'm not doing anything, then I'll, I'll probably watch it, but, yeah, no interest.
2: Yeah, um, it was uh, there was a lot of action in, in it. Uh, there was a lot of stuff going on, and they, they really went all out when it came to the... The dinosaurs and stuff. And I think Mm. when I see dinosaurs, I don't know if you feel this way, but when I was a kid, man, like, I loved dinosaurs. Like, it was... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was always, like, magical to me. And even just watching, like, the film, I was like, I still can't believe those things, like, roam the earth. Like, those things, I mean, they're not, like, your Barney-type dinosaur or, you know what I mean, or your Denver the dinosaur, if anyone remembers that cartoon. But... yeah. I mean, they were – the fact that they were, you know, you you can't say that they didn't exist. Their bones were everywhere in museums all over the world, you know. And I'm, like, looking at this, like, gosh, imagine a world. I think that's the reason why it does so well is because there's a lot of dinosaur fans and lovers out there who grew up with this myth, you know, this this creature, uh, you know, learning about this creature. And you're just still in awe of, like, man, that thing was walking on the same, like, earth that I was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think that's why it does well because people are still like, man, imagine if that happened now, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's almost like our. It's almost like another form of mythology, you know. What would these creatures have been like if we had been there then? And Lost World, you know, Spielberg he did a great job of. Well, I can't bring. I'm. I, I'm not really. I can't really bring us back then, but I can bring them back here with this supposed technology of of cloning. So. Yeah, he, he chose to go the other direction. There have been a couple movies where they brought humans back in the age of the dinosaurs and they coexisted, even though scientists don't believe that happened. But yeah, he went in this direction and the, I loved the original movie, uh, Jurassic Park. I love, love, love that movie. But the, part two and part three just kind of felt the fruit fell further and further from the creative tree, you know, um, didn't, didn't enjoy those as much. And, uh, yeah, same thing with this but the dinosaurs. Oh, the special effects are just so <laughs> incredible. It's just beautiful and you know, if they cut out all the acting and you just get to see the dinosaurs <laughs> running around, you know <laughs> maybe I <can> see it goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, the kid, um I know one of the kids that was in this movie, the kid with glasses, uh, I actually I am looking forward to seeing it at some point because he stars in I think he's he's the lead character from the Netflix series The Get Down which is a phenomenal series. Have you seen
2: oh, that? Oh, okay. yeah, you know that guy looked familiar. Uh Yes. Yeah, um yeah, he has I mean he's in the movie quite a bit. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, does he do a good job?
2: He does. I mean, I think he should have. I mean, he had mostly like one-liners. He wasn't oh, like too bad. He wasn't like like a big major like character. But oh know, wow,
0: like, yeah. See, he. I mean, he's the, he's the lead character in the get down. I mean, there he has a strong supporting cast. There are a lot of other people. It's it's almost an ensemble cast, but he is the through line character, and mm. he does a really good job. He's a, he has a lot of. Uh, emotional range in it. Yeah. And I mean it's it's two seasons worth of this guy, his experiences and um it's uh you know, back in the seventies the birth of hip hop and p boys and um rap and break dancing and all that and it's it's a great series. boss Lerman was the um
2: director, I think, producer as well, I'm not sure. Hm. Yeah, yeah I I show. mean well hopefully it's a sign of things to come for the guy. I mean this guy this movie yeah. made a lot of money. And okay. so hopefully a lot more people will be like, well, maybe this guy, you know, this is a chance for him to springboard his career into like more, you know, you know, roles where he would, you know, talk more. But you know, a lot of people are going to know yeah. this guy because he had quite a few funny lines in the, in the film. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we'll see. I, I think he probably had more funny lines than Chris Pratt did, honestly. Um, oh, nice. All right, dude. Yeah, um, good. Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, and 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 you know, I think is it Dallas Price Howard? Is her name? Right. Yeah, or is it Rice Dallas Howard? I'm not sure what it's, you know, it's, it's something like that, but she plays the same kind of like plasticky character where it's just, you mm. know, uh, I'm stiff and I'm uptight and, you know, it, it's just weird. If you saw part one, then you're going to be like, well, that's the same thing. And there's like a weird, like, kind of, oh, you're, you're out of, you know, in this one, there's a kind of a weird, like, reunion moment. That's when, when it got to the dinosaurs finally showing up, that's when the movie picked up. When they started doing all the human stuff in the beginning, I was like, ah, I don't really get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the first like twenty minutes would probably be like really, really slow, but Right. Um, <clears throat> but it was all right, you know. But I mean again like, you know, I was I was happy to do it, man, because you know, like you know, we talked about movies. We like to go to the movies all the time if we could. So <laughs> Yep. Even though, even though it was a movie that was okay, and I liked it, probably, I probably gave it a six out of ten, seven out of ten. Okay, okay. Even yeah. though I liked it, just the fact that I was at the movie theater, I, I still think it was worth it. You know, um, yeah. I, I've seen some terrible movies at the movie theater. I mean, I had to sit through the Moji movie. That was terrible. <laughs> That's <was> funny. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting a six
0: or so. Uh, Justice Smith is the guy's name uh, who uh, was in the Get Down. Who was also in uh, Jurassic world fallen kingdom
2: or whatever the name of that thing was yeah well, but i mean if you're going to watch it, i mean i uh, they the i think honestly i'm really excited about the third one the next one sounds really cool oh um, they set it up for another one yeah it it did it, they did and uh you know, and I'm not gonna spoil it for you because you're probably gonna watch it on Redbox or something, or if it's on, you know. Go ahead,
0: spoil it. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. I only hate when people spoil good movies. Like if somebody had spoiled Black Panther for me, I would have went on a,
2: a rampage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you
0: know, don't spoil. You know, I didn't want anybody to spoil it. the Avengers, Infinity, Infinity War and um, Black Panther, but you know, this one you can spoil it.
2: Well, first, okay, okay. well, spoiler alert for anyone who listens to this show that, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you what happens at the end, so you might want to skip probably hit the next, like, mute. yeah, hit mute for a little bit, um, <laughs> or you might have watched it, because a lot of people watched it already, because when this gets yeah. published, it's going to be a week later, so that means that people have a whole, like, week and a half to see this film, because um, yeah. spoiler alert, again, I'm going to tell you what happened at the end. So, you know, we all, we know from, in this one, you know, uh the dinosaurs are on some random Island the Island, the volcano wakes up and now they want to try to save the dinosaurs from this Island because they're going to be become extinct, you know, IRA, but, um, they do take some of the dinosaurs off, dinosaurs off the Island. And now they're like on this, in this estate where they're like blocked off, they're in jails, they're in cages and stuff like that. Um, They do escape. And the last scene shows them like, you know, the saying like, well, you know, if we press this button to release these dinosaurs, do you know, there's no turning back. And so they skip it. They're like, oh, we're not going to. But some little girl in the movie, who's a character in the movie. Presses uh-huh. the button and says, you know, I'm going to oh, press it. Oh, yeah, give want...
0: they would have no fail-safe on the button, of course, Yeah. it's a movie. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, and so the dinosaurs are now. And so the final scene, which, you know, you know, Chris Pratt's dinosaur, Blue. I don't know if you you uh-huh. watched part one. Yeah. Right? Blue. Yeah. I love Blue. Blue's, like, the best. But, you know, mm-hmm. they just show Blue on top of a mountain, like this hill, this mountain hill, and she does her, like, little, like, call, and it's right On top of a suburban neighborhood. So I'm thinking, like, oh, "Oh." you know, so. Party time. (laughs) Yeah, so this next one is going to be, it's going to be crazy. It's probably the most stupid of the plots, but it's probably what everyone wants to see dinosaurs in your metropolitan areas.
1: Well, isn't that what
0: they did in uh, Jurassic Park 3 or whatever it was? Because they brought them to the city
2: and there were dinosaurs stomping around. Houses and eating <laughs> I, I don't you know I don't remember that i don't I don't yeah. yeah, see, I guess well, well maybe then this reboot here is kind of their own like take on that, I guess where um now with more of the technology that they have, I'm sure the scenes in this one will be a lot more like ridiculous. You might see a dinosaur chomping down the Statue of Liberty or right you know, across yeah. you know the golden gate bridge i I don't yep, know um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah that's, or now yeah. there's a
0: bigger a bigger herd of dinosaurs, you know, hunting in packs instead of into individual T-Rexes stomping down the, the avenue.
2: But then, yeah, now they have, like, you know, maybe they'll do a crossover where no one can beat the dinosaurs, and all of a sudden Godzilla's there, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, do like, uh, what was that, um, uh, uh, Ready Player One, where they have Godzilla and Mothra and... <laughs>
2: But you know what hey hey that might get more people to watch the film, man. Honestly, yeah. they like, what? Godzilla? Maybe. King Kong's in this film? Yeah. Let it all out. <laughs> Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> <Hey. Gamera. laughs> no, I don't yeah, I'd watch it, but now um I wanna talk a little bit, you know, one of the things that i use to escape from like mental illness or my depression is I do watch movies. I watch a lot of like, you know, T V shows and movies. That's part of what I do sometimes. Mm-hmm, and. Same thing. And just to talk about that, like you know, depression. Period. I, I had a discussion with somebody uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, and I mentioned this to you. You know, if you are new to this this show, I do talk a bit about depression and mental illness and anxiety because I suffer from it. Um, it's a daily struggle, and a lot of people have said, like, "Wow, Dan, like, it doesn't seem like you do," because you're always like laughing and making jokes. But that's all like that's all like fake. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I don't want yeah. people to know, or it's just. I don't want it to affect the people that I'm around, you know, right. but, um, people do that all the time. A lot of people, you, you might be surprised your friends in your, that surround your life right now, they might suffer from it too, but you just don't know because they have this facade up. They have this, like, yeah. I don't want anyone to know. And so when people hear that about me, they're like, no, I'm like, no, it's real. Like. You know, my girlfriend had the first taste of it, you know, you know. I think around when we first started dating. And I told her, you know, it, some days I just, I can't, I, I I can't talk. I just, you know, I can't breathe. I, you know, I, I don't want to get out of bed. I'm just silent all day, but I have no reason to be sad. That's just, I feel right. down, you know, and, um, and she's, you know, she's great because then she'll say, okay, well, I think he's going through... Depression right now. I'm gonna leave him alone. Let him do what he wants to do, you know, and like find his way out. I'll ask him if he's okay. So she's really, really, under, you know, understands it, which you know, the reason one of the many reasons why I love her, you know. But great. um, so yeah, I will discuss it a lot—depression, anxiety—on this show. Um, and and for you know, Eddie, you know, I found that we have that in common. Also, yeah. um, in fact, a lot of my close friends all kind of suffer from it because we kind of can like turn to each other when it comes to that kind of stuff Um, so I mean what can you describe a little bit about your you know your mentalness and how you suffer from your uh, anxieties or depression sure so
0: um, depression is the big one for me Uh, anxiety you know I had for a long time and didn't know what it was it felt like I was paranoid or something like oh if I go out something bad's gonna happen so maybe I should just stay close to home today you know that kind of thing um, being in malls, I would all of a sudden get nervous, like, oh, is is somebody, you know, you know, why, you know, I must be, you know, antsy or nervous for a reason, it can't just be for no reason, so therefore something has to be wrong, so I would be looking around, you know, not nervously, but just kind of taking in my surroundings, trying to find out what the cause of my anxiety was because it couldn't be me right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense um so you know i'm trying to find out is there somebody because you know growing up in in inner city you know lots of gangs lots of violence i, I actually did develop uh i don't know like a um a, uh excuse me for drawing a blank right now but uh um, Kind of like a sixth sense for when you know not to trust somebody or when somebody was up to no good. You know, it's it's a survival mechanism in the hood. You know, you you don't last too long if you don't know who's predator and who's prey. And yeah. when the predators are, when predators are on the prowl, you know, sometimes you got to strike first. Sometimes you got to run. Right. So so that kind of carries over. So when my anxiety started kicking in. I started looking for predators and I started looking for prey. Um, and, uh, you know, is there somebody I'm going to have to fight? Or is there something I'm going to have to run from? And it wasn't until, you know, years later that I was seeing a therapist for depression that I found out that I also had anxiety. So, so that's the one thing. Depression was something that I, uh, again, didn't know I had it. For years, I mean, I, I, I guess the earliest signs of it I can recall are when I was in art school. Uh, I would come home, and I think I wrote about this in my book, where I would I would be in art school, and I'd be working on a painting or a drawing, and it wasn't drawing wasn't going right, and I just couldn't get you know the the eyes or something wrong with the eye, and it wasn't looking quite right, I couldn't figure out how to fix it, and, and uh, I would just get so down on myself and so angry that I would just just you know, not only would I wanna tear up the piece of paper, but I'd wanna quit. I'd wanna not only would I wanna quit, I'd wanna just self destruct, you know, like I didn't have a I didn't have a right to be on this planet right because I couldn't get that eye right, or I couldn't get that nose right. And um, you know, sometimes it would get so bad I would just I would be home and I remember one time sitting, and this happened many times, but just one vivid memory is I was sitting on the floor uh, just banging my head against the wall because the emotional pain was so bad. If I could create a physical pain that was more painful than the emotional pain, then the emotional pain would ease for a moment. You know what I mean?
1: Mm. So
0: so that, that, you know, happened, you know, on and off from you know, you know, like I was 19, you know, so my late teens, uh, on through and, uh, and I started you know, seeing therapists when I was uh, maybe in my thirties, something like that. So, you know, I was maybe, so about at least 10 years mm. of dealing with that undiagnosed and I started seeing a therapist for a totally unrelated reason because I grew up in an abusive uh, uh, household. Uh, just the anger was what I was, you know, having issues with and acting out and very self-destructive behavior. So uh, after seeing therapists for a number of years and, and a few different therapists because I'd moved, you know, from you know, jobs and, and whatnot, um, eventually, you know, one of the therapists got to the point where he's like, okay, now you realize you're suffering from depression, right?
1: No, I actually don't
0: realize that. Tell me more (laughs) about this whole depression thing. And he's like, well, depression is anger turned inwards. And I'm like, what would I be mad at myself about? You know, I had no clue. (laughs) I was mad at myself, even though it's, I mean, you know, talking about talking it out now, you know, you know, it was clearly self-evident that I was angry at myself, you know, low self-esteem, low self-worth, you know, that's all anger. But also the fact that depression is a chemical imbalance that, you know, we don't have that chemical that most people have that let you, let you exist in a state of feeling like you're okay.
1: Right.
0: Um, you know, like, like babies when, when um, I remember reading an article where one doctor described, Excuse me. A chemical that a baby gets when a, a mother rocks them to sleep. You know, that, that, that's, that's why, you know, babies are able to go to sleep. You know, they're in the mother's arm the mother is rocking them to sleep and the baby has a sense that all, all is right with the world. And the baby has that comfort to be able to let go and drift off to sleep. You know, that we don't have that comfort to be able to just exist in the world and everything's okay. And, um, so that, you know once I realized that those two things were going on that had the psychological issues of the anger being turned inward because of all the years of abuse from my stepfather um and and you know also corresponding issues with with my mom and so forth and the neighborhood and the violence and all that, and the chemical imbalance um like okay, now now that I realize these two things, what's our plan for dealing with it you know so yeah. So yeah, so that's where I've been for the last, you know couple couple
2: decades is is uh combating that. And uh, you know, good days and bad days, but now I'm a lot better than I was then because yeah, it was pretty dark. Yeah, I mean you see I with me it's like I, I you know, um mine probably kinda kinda of started, you know, when I was like really young, I always had like this weird, um my father was in the military, and so he was never really home. Um, so he'd be gone for like months at a time, come back for a month, and then there was like no relationship there. So there was this, you know, okay. disconnect. Like, you know, I don't really have a father because he's gone, and when he's here, he's he he instills fear into uh-huh. the household because he brings the military home. So. Uh-huh you know, uh, we're, we're to have dinner at a certain time. We're supposed to be uh-huh. uh, here at a certain time, you know, there are deadlines and, and it's just really, really weird. And we would, and my sister would dread whenever it was like nine Oh five. Cause he knew that he'd be coming home from something. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And it became like verbal abuse first and then it became like physical, physical abuse. And then, uh-huh. you know, then, you know, then the abuse towards my mother, um, she, she, And, you know, then there was adultery and it was just, and that kind of took, I, that's why I feel like I need, I'm so big on like reassurance because I never really had a father to tell me like, you know, I'm proud of you. You're doing great. So like now I feel like I have that, like what's like, I need to have that. You tell me, please, I'm doing good, you know? Um, And so that's where I was, uh, there was the confidence issues there. And I had that one all the way through high school um, Mm -hmm. where I would lash out and I would get in trouble um yeah. and uh you know the anxiety and now you know now i it turned into like you know now i'm paranoid and i can't trust anybody where it's yeah, like sure you know you're my you know you're my father and i can't even trust you to protect me right. and, and protect exactly. my family um and now I, I if i can't trust you i can't trust anybody um
0: that's right well you, didn't, you never learned how to trust in the first place because he was
2: supposed to teach you how to trust people that's that's where it comes from yeah and i remember like you know there were times when like you know so i didn't have confidence and so i was was a very sensitive sensitive kid and i remember Mm -hmm. i would cry a lot um and Mm -hmm. over random things and it would make him more angry because he would say like why are you crying like you know and uh you know the 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 cliche of the uh you know don't cry or you know if you're crying i'll give you something to cry about yeah i I swear man your your
0: dad sounds like a carbon copy of my stepfather
2: Yeah, it's just it was it was it was terrible and so I was in a rush to get out of the home, man. Like I I as soon as I got accepted into San Jose State, I was like I'm bouncing, you know, I'm out of here. Um but you know, and then and then you don't realize like how much that stuff affects you today. I mean, I'm thirty nine and you know the way that I am as a father is totally completely the opposite of the way that he is a father. Like I'm so yeah. big on like, baby, I'm so proud of you. You know, like, you did this yeah, and right. you did that. And like, Continue. you know, um, I, I consider myself more to be like a friend of a parent, like on the friend side as a parent. Um, right. then, you know, and I think that her mom is more of the, you know, the more the disciplinarian. Her, mm-hmm. you know, that's the way that she is. Um, so yeah, all yeah, that they're, plays.
0: They're lucky, man. You know, so many, so many, of us fall into the trap of becoming exactly who our parents were and you know you're lucky you escaped that you know we're both lucky that we're not
2: our, our dads yeah it's 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 crazy um you know and, and so I think I really take it to heart when I see stories of, of you know kids child abuse and kidnapping and, and any type of violence towards kids um, yeah. I, I get so infuriated to the point that you know like I, I think that's the reason why I've been losing a lot of sleep Um, lately more because I've been more angry because of what was happening with, you know, what's happening now with the children being ripped at the borders from their families. I mean, I remember reading about that and hearing the audio um, from that and I couldn't (laughs) sleep because I was so pissed off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, um, I just can't, can't. it's a trigger for me is I just get, because I feel so helpless. I think we all feel kind of helpless because like, what the hell can we do? You know, I mean, can we get like, be like Rambo and rescue these kids out there and just, you know, And I'm sure there are millions of people who feel that way. Um, yeah,
0: I, you know, like I can't stand a bully. You know, that's my thing is I can't stand whenever a powerful person tries to have their way with somebody who's who's weaker or helpless. And that's again, that's exactly what's going on today, and, and it's it's infuriating.
2: Uh, it's just, we just can't, you know. And so when it comes like that, and so I really have to depend on trying to escape. From from that because once I get into that where I'm in that mode where I'm like I just can't get out I'm depressed nothing will make me happy it's just a dangerous place for me Um, and I don't want my daughter to see me like that Um, you know but I know since she grew up in a broken home like me because I am divorced that you know it's sad to say but she'll probably need therapy too to to, to to I mean that's just something that's gonna have to happen or when she gets older like when she's more you know has more more of an abstract thinker as a teenager. I'm she's going to have a lot of questions right. and I'm going to have to be the one to answer that, you know. So um, now, you know, you hear the, the common misconceptions about depression and like just cheer up, you know, oh, you, you just got to cheer up. I mean, can you talk a little about that? What what excuses or what have you heard from people say to you about depression?
0: Oh, yeah. So you hear people and I've heard it again, talking to other people with depression and reading about it. You hear these common misconceptions of it, of that, you know, people can like we can just get over depression or if we, you know, uh like you said, just cheer up or you know, just go have some, some ice cream and hot chocolate and you'll feel better.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, no, that's not the way it works. And, you know, or are you just, dude, you just need to get laid. Yeah, no, that's, you know, all the booty in the world isn't going to fix what I got.
3: You know,
0: it's, it's, not, um, you know, over the years I've heard all, all, all of it and it's, um, it's, it's really from from ignorance. People speaking about something that they don't know anything about, mm-hmm. and some of it, it it's once once one small fragment is from people who are genuinely. No, no, I, I, I'm trying to be generous because you want to say it's from
1: people trying to help. But if they're honestly trying to help, they would ask ask us what we needed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But
0: it's like no, they're just trying to say stuff. It's like when you, you know, people come into work and you, you know, they say, "How you doing?" I go, "Oh, okay, I'm just okay." Yeah, asshole. I said okay. <laughs> if I was doing great, I'd have said great. If I was doing wonderful, I'd say wonderful. You asked me how I was doing, and I said okay. <laughs> question. <you know?
1: laughs> um. So yeah, if they really, if
0: they really wanted to help, they would have asked what. What can I do? What do I, What do you need from me? Um, but when when you say, "Man, I'm, I'm really, I'm really down. I'm really having a hard time," and they just start scouting this off the cuff, "Oh, what you need to do is this. What you need to do is that." Then no, they don't give a shit. They're just saying stuff to make them feel better because they
1: feel uncomfortable yeah. with your with your illness or
0: with your situation. So, yeah, Um, and those people, I just I just try to tune them out and ignore them or shut them down if they go on because they're not here for me. They're just trying to, like I said, soothe their own discomfort. And I'm not here for you because right now, if I'm telling you I don't feel good, that means I got nothing to give you. So I'm damned damned if I'm going to stand here and listen to you make yourself feel better by giving me these off the cuff. Mm. useless remarks I've got I got nothing so I'm gonna go before you make me feel even worse and I start doing something self-destructive so uh, you know I'm, I'm, I am i don't listen to that um, you know once, once I realize that's what's going on I find someplace else to be or something else to talk about I'll change the subject or I'll go um, but I, if people actually do want to talk about it you know, I'll tell them, I'll use the example of something physical. Like if, if, they, if they try to say, oh, well, you know, will this help or will that help? And they start trying to give me some genuine, helpful advice that's not helpful. And at that point, I'll say, well, it's, it's like if I had a broken arm, would you tell me to have a bowl of ice cream? No, you would tell me, wow, that really hurts. That sucks. I'm sorry, you broke your arm, number one. And number two, you'd say, "Can I drive you to the hospital so a doctor can a perhaps prescribe you some antibiotics if it's compound fracture, b give you a splint, c set the bone if it's you know some real world physical doctor things to take care of the broken arm." <coughs> Excuse me. So, same thing with with depression. There's some real world medical things that have to be done. So, you know, if you um. If you're going to see a, if you're going to see a cognitive therapist to change the way you're thinking, so you're not constantly down on yourself, you're not constantly beating yourself up, if you're giving yourself some positive uh, mental direction, so that you're repairing the psychological damage that you that's been done in your childhood. Now, you know, we're getting on the road to recovery. If you've got some to the point, if you're at the point where you need um, antidepressants, you know, have you you know, tried several ones until you found the right one that's actually working for you. So you've seen some improvement. Now we're going in the right direction. So you, you know, try to tell the person that, try to get in that comparison. So physical to mental. So antibiotics to antidepressants. That's a one on one comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, setting the bone is comparison to having a, 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 a therapist to correct the mental, um, in, in our ways of thinking about ourselves right. and thinking about life and viewing
2: our life. So, yeah, I mean, yeah that, that's, that's the kind of thing I try to do. Well, I mean, that I mean, that's a very good, you know, comparison, you know. Um, you know, I mean, and it, it's crazy because, like, I mean, like, I, I, I hear people say, well, you know, sometimes you just got to, like, you got to pray for it, you know, or you got oh, yes, to go away. Oh, yes, yes, gosh. And things like, I, hey, look, like, I mean, I go to church, you know what I'm saying? That's what I do. I, I pray all the time. But, I, you know, when I hear people tell me that, like, oh, man, just, you know, just got to pray about it. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. You know, I mean, things just mm-hmm. don't get healed immediately. I mean, if that yeah. would be, that would be like a miracle. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it's going to take time and it may never go away. You just have to, like, contain it or you have to be able to control it, you know? it cool. um you have to have, you have to go, you need uh, a licensed therapist to help you get through those type of things, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. But now we talked about all of that, like, and, 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 and I've
0: never in my life seen someone break a bone or have a physical, um, something where they need to be rushing it, you know, rush themselves to the doctor and I've never seen someone else stop them and say, Oh no, no, wait. Before you rush to the the, ambulance, you rush to call an ambulance, let's stand here and pray about it first. I've never heard anybody Mm -hmm. say that. They, you know, do your praying after the doctor's been consulted. Do your praying after, you know, we've, we've helped find a solution Mm -hmm. to this problem. Then pray all you want. You know, I'm all for praying, but let's get a solution to this problem underway and then, and then pray. And, you know, the Bible's all about taking action and then pray. Yeah. You know, God doesn't say wait for those poor starving babies to get grow up and get a job, yeah, and then pray for them. He doesn't say that. He says, you know, suffer to bring the little children to come unto me.
2: Mm. You
0: know, and then and then you know we'll pray. So
2: yeah, I mean, since I mean, and I guess it can be kind of difficult. You know, since like you suffer from it, I suffer from it. For our partners to have to understand um and it it, it takes a a special person to really be able to um handle what you know we have you know yeah and so i know when we're both very thankful for for the people Mm -hmm. that we are with um now since we talked about that yeah it does right it does and it takes and and you know sometimes it's one step forward two steps back sometimes right yeah um but since we do, when we do suffer through that, I mean, because we're not, this show is not just about talking about it. It's also talking about ways to help other people. I and mean, what do you do or what things do you do to, to help you when you're suffering for something like that? So one of the big things,
0: especially <clears throat> uh, with my wife is um, is giving, well, number one, I got to do all the things necessary to take care of myself so that it doesn't get bad in the first place. Mm -hmm. And that includes, you know, setting yourself up for success and creating buffers for failure. So if, um, you know, you, you got to know what your triggers are and keep those triggers, you know, well, you know, well clear of you. And Mm -hmm. if you find yourself in a position where those triggers, you know, catch you by surprise, you know, due to circumstances beyond your control. You know, just admit it up front. Dude, man, that that was a freaking trigger. So yeah. therefore, I'm gonna be set up for X, Y, and Z. And so I'll I'll be up front and I'll tell Jan, hey, <laughs> this 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 is a bad day, this is a bad moment for these reasons. This you know, this this trigger, this happened to me today. So just wanna give you a heads up. I might be a little you know, I might be a little off or short today, or, or, babe, I got zero mental, emotional energy for anything other than laying in bed right now and watching TV. <laughs> and, yeah. she, and she's, all right, cool. Thanks for the heads up. I'm not going to bother you. I may need you to answer a question about something later on. I'll give you heads up. Yeah. Or if there's something we had planned on doing, we'll discuss. If, if we're still going to follow through with those plans and if we are, are we going to make, um, arrangements for it? You know, um, like if we have a, um, an outing plan, um, like a, a family get together or something, you know, again, part of that anxiety, you know, I'm not big with crowds. Well, again, I also have PTSD. So don't like big crowds. Don't like a lot of noise, bright lights and all that. And, um, so. Uh, if we have a family gathering planned, and I'm dealing with, you know, a bunch of triggers, you know, somebody, you know, did something that put me in a position where, I OK, you know what, this not a good day for me. So here's the plan. We're going to go. But I'm going to drop you off. I'm going to drive around the corner. I'm gonna chill in the car. I'm going to read a book. Then I'm going to pop in hang out for about half an hour, see how I do, you know, then I'm going to take off and I'll come back by and pick you up or, you know, we'll, we'll make some kind of arrangement like that. So these are the things that I do to, to minimize, um, uh, issues both with myself, with my wife, with, you know, friends, family,
1: strangers, all of the
2: above. Yeah. So like, I mean, for me, um, I, the what saved me, you know, and helped me get through like my bouts is, um, it's always been since I was a kid was video games. From the, you know, from the very beginning, you know, I, when I first got my first Nintendo, you know, the NES system, popped in Mario and, uh, started playing, I started to realize that in this world, When I'm playing, I'm not the victim. I'm the hero. I'm the one saving the princess. I'm the one saving the world. In my world, I'm the victim. So I would always retreat to the video games, and that still happens today. Um, And the thing that irritates me about that is when I hear people say, man, you still still play video games? I mean, what are you, like 11? And I'm like, look, video games are not just – entertainment for me okay Mm -hmm. they're what helps me get back to being normal you don't understand what i went through and why video games are that important to me so whenever Mm -hmm. i hear people and i hear people talk about it all the time you know and i'm like you just don't understand what it means it's not just i'm not just doing it just to have fun and and or whatever it's it's more like i need to be somewhere else right now And right now I'm leveling up. I'm, you know, in this dungeon killing monsters, trying to save this random town in an RPG. I I, I hate like I hate I hate it because I'm like, "Ah, dude, it it frustrates me. Like, dude, some people don't use it just to to, 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 to feel like a kid again. They they use it because they're they're trying to escape. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and uh, it's and the cool thing about it is there's so many different things in in gaming. You know, for me, there's the escape, and also like the challenge the challenge of it. You know, I try I try games that are more complex than than the, the simpler ones, so that it, it gets me even more focused uh, mm-hmm. on it. You know, if it, it's if it's a game where all I have to do is run around. The screen pressing the X button you know. Then for me, that's, that's not complex enough. I need, I need to pat my head and rub my tummy in circles at the same time while jumping down <laughs> on one foot. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so I have every kind of every fiber of my being focused on doing a bunch of different things at once. So I can't be distracted. Part of my ADD thing. Um, so all of my attention needs to be focused on it. So mm. that's, that's part of the escape. So I don't have part of my brain that can then go, Oh yeah. Um, so mind racing is one of the, the things that, that I have to deal with. Um, so, you know, as a child with my, you know, the violence of my stepfather's I was, I was thinking about, okay, what am I going to do if he does this? What am I going to do if he does that? You know, cause it's always, you know, it's, when's he going to come in and who's going to beat up first? That was, of thing so mind racing is something that still, I still have to deal with is you know planning for catastrophes and you know like planning for a fight or planning for you know someone comes in and pulls a knife or someone comes in and pulls a gun or if this person throws a punch at me or whatever you know, what would I do and it's not something I want to do it's just something that my mind goes to because it's something I did for my childhood you know for years and and i don't want to do that i'm sick of doing that so you know i do it much less than i used to but with the video game i'm i don't do it if the game's keeping my you know my um my mind occupied fully mm. I'm, I'm not thinking about that i'm not thinking about dinner i'm not thinking about the job i'm not thinking about uh something that i screwed up i'm not thinking about something i said wrong and did wrong i'm not thinking about uh You know, weight I've gained. I'm not thinking about, you know, uh, any of the insecurities that I have. All I'm thinking about is getting past this boss or getting past this level or, you know, taking out a bad guy or or whatever the next task is in front of me.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, and I know we discussed also, I mean, what do you think about social media? I mean, and how that affects our mental health. I mean, like, I mean, does it help our mental health? I mean, do we feel more connected to people? Because, I mean, a lot of times, you know, people like us, we, we – it's hard sometimes to connect with certain people, especially if we're going through something that day. But sometimes we can feel a part of something if we get on Facebook and we're like, okay, well, I can see what people are going through. I can find out what's going on with their life. So I kind of feel a part of something. Um, it helps us a little bit, but at the same time, it could also do the opposite. I mean, what do you think about social media and how it may affect mental illness?
1: Well, I think it
0: um, entirely depends on you because I think it's, it actually is both, uh, it's a problem and it's a solution depending on you and your state of mind at the time because I know for myself, and we talked about this before and that, The whole reason i jumped on um
1: uh,
0: in social media in the first place is because i love new things i love playing with things i love saying you know what what happens if i do this what's this thing for what what you know what happens if i press that button so um you know i was on twitter from day one just just playing with it and the whole reason i got involved in social media was to keep track of friends that i had lost touch with over the years and um I went to a big high school back in Chicago and I was so I uh, I tracked down a bunch of my friends on, on Facebook that I went to high school with so for me in that respect it's a great thing mm. but I also on occasion get lost in the weeds especially with this new administration and <laughs> yeah. oh man he's doing what
3: to who <laughs> you know,
0: he said what to, to where <laughs> and, you know and then you know, you get into the comments, and then this person says, "Well, it's perfectly all right to shoot an unarmed black man. If he, you know, <laughs> if he's standing, standing stock still with his arms at his side." I'm like
1: what? You said motherfucker! <laughs> so,
0: you know, and then yeah, I start getting angry, and I start, blo- and, and I want to, I want to feed the trolls, you know, and, and and I have to constantly tell myself, you know, don't feed the trolls, and don't engage in in discussions with ludicrous people who have ludicrous views and
1: ludicrous stances on things so mm-hmm.
3: I, I i do have times
0: most days where you know i i have both positive and negative interactions with social media i have oh you know my friend just you know had his child's you know 20 Birthday celebration. I remember when you know. I remember when he was born. You know, that's that's really cool. And then you know, this this woman calls the police on an eight year old girl selling
1: water. (laughs) Damn it! What an evil woman. God, just so. Oh yeah, yeah. So I
0: think the same thing with probably true with with most people, and that they have positive interactions with it, negative interactions with it, but the danger is when you let the, I think it's easy to let the negative overwhelm us. It's like when, you know, people come in and they go and women, they're all a pain in the ass. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> what planet are you living on where all you're meeting are these evil women? No, it's, it's not, it's not, that's not the case at all. So your mindset and and, and you, you can see people's mindsets change. Over the years, you know, someone we knew was once, you know, you know, young and positive and they're turning older and negative. So that's what we have to guard against is letting ourselves get sucked into one black hole of negativity.
2: Yeah, I, I know it was with me. I guess like uh, when I first heard, I was kind of late to the Facebook thing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but I, mean, I think first, I think for me, it was Friendster. It's like Friendster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you had your MySpace and you're creating your pages and making sure a song pops up when you, you know, and you have your top eight and it was just, yeah. it was crazy. Then Facebook and, you know, I was really, I got into MySpace late and then I went to yeah. Facebook and I'm like, wow, you came in. Fix your own like page out here. This is so plain, and uh, but then I was <laughs> <almost> like, "Sparkles, <laughs> yeah, there's none of that. I can't play. I can't play Incubus as soon as you get on this thing. I mean, you know, it it, it was it was different, um, and it, but it was great. As in, like, yeah, I was like connecting with old people. Oh my gosh, they got two kids. They got married. Oh, he's doing this or that. But at the same time, I get depressed because it'd be like, man, like I see all these things, all these people doing these incredible things. like what am I doing you know I mean uh, you know I just just post another picture of the meal that I just ate but Uh I'm sure someone's not like ooh I wish I'm having that right now while I'm on this trip to Europe you know no one's doing that so it can't have like a like you said it's good and bad you know it's like like you said it's like it's, it's good to kind of connect and feel a part of someone's world even though they may be miles away but at the same time it could be you start to reflect and look at your own life and be like what am I doing? You know? Yeah. Do you
0: – if you – the majority of your friends that you have on social media, do you have the majority of them
1: –
0: the, do the majority of your friends on social media – remain silent and only a few of them post or do the
1: majority of your friends post on social media?
2: You know, what, honestly, I see this, you know, I think in the beginning everybody was, you know, but now it's like, I don't think anyone, a lot of people just delete their Facebook. And I, I really feel that out of all the social media outlets that we have, Instagram, Twitter, you know, uh, and uh, and Facebook, I think Facebook right now is probably the, my least favorite um, just because mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I mean, really, you could lose that one and it wouldn't really phase you. Like, I, I think I enjoy Instagram more, or mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I would go Twitter one and then Instagram two, and then mm-hmm. Facebook is like way down there. Just and the only reason why I, I don't delete it is because, you know, we have public groups with like private groups in my family to hear about things that are happening in the family or other friends that I I can't see or whatever. Uh, um, Just for that. And even for like advertising for like my, my other podcasts, I post about where we've been, what we're doing, who we're interviewing. That's the only reason why I I actually keep Facebook. What um, percentage of your,
0: of your personal friends and family What's the percentage of them
2: that regularly post Gosh, videos? Man. I would say, like, geez, I don't know, maybe same, probably ten percent, ten to fifteen percent. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not the same. It's, it's, it's the same people all the time. And then when when, when I do get a person who posts something I never see, it's really probably a, like a huge event. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a, you, know, you get, the, you, you always see the family fight over on Facebook or. <laughs> you know or something like that like right now um we won't say the person's name but i don't know if you checked facebook lately but one person we know personally um recently got into a car accident so um there was that and that person hardly really posts so when i saw that i was like oh my god you know so when that's where i'm like okay well he that person wouldn't like text me and tell me that or someone wouldn't yeah. call me on the phone and tell me that but that type yeah. of platform is perfect for something like that yeah you know I mean, what about you is it, is it around the same too? Ten percent yeah yeah
0: probably and and it's it's interesting because the stats say you know video is the thing everybody's doing video and you know, video 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 and And YouTube's the number one platform and Snapchat's number two. Instagram's number two. I think Snapchat's number three, something like that. I'm going, who are all these people posting videos? Because I I don't know anybody who's doing videos. And I mean, I got, you know, I I don't have a million friends, but (laughs) I'm on, you know, all the channels and, you know, and I, I friend people who are influencers and as well as just normal, you know, everyday shows that are my personal friends, but I also have some business connections that, mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm connected to. And, um, I won't say none of them are doing videos, but a very few people are doing videos regularly. Um, there's, there's one guy, yeah, there are a couple that are just, just straight biz. I mean, they're, they're running businesses, so mm-hmm. they're doing videos all the time and they're, they, they know, they know they got to go hard on video because that's their videos, their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, no, people ain't got time for that. <laughs> you know, people are working, you know, raising
1: families and, and uh, yeah.
2: Yeah I, like, so, yeah, I mean, I guess, see, with social media, another reason why I think it's important This one we just mentioned it. How would we have known about the 8-year-old girl who was selling – water on the side of the road trying to make enough money to go to Disneyland and have that woman call the cops on her we wouldn't have known that if oh, it yeah, wasn't for sure so, or the lady who called on on people having a barbecue we wouldn't have known that you know uh, um yeah. if it wasn't for social media so in that yeah. and, and look what happened i mean i don't know if you've seen the backlash on is it hashtag oh, yeah. permit, permit yeah. patty i mean
0: <laughs> yep. Her, her life as she knows
2: it her business life
0: is over and good riddance too because anybody who calls a place on a kid you know you
1: you get to go I'm sorry
2: dude you I remember don't you man people did that like I mean I don't know I did it a couple of times when you were a kid you, you made lemonade you sold it outside your house that's right I mean it was you know, your property right it, I mean, yeah I mean, we you know, were. It's um, okay for for the little white kids to do it, but a black kid can't do it. Yeah, that's, I mean, but, that's what well, that came down to. Well, I mean, like, and the thing was, yeah, it was in front of her place, man. Like, it was her <laughs> place. I mean, we did that. It so, about the mom.
0: oh well, it wasn't because of the kid and because of her mom. No, no, because I kid you not, man, I, I have lost count of the numbers of of kids and their moms selling Girl Scout cookies and candy oh, yeah. bars. And, and, and car washes don't get me started on a number of of you know kids you know little white kids you know and moms and dads hawking get your car wash here you know screaming up and down the street and it's all okay but one kid so you know and her mom yelling trying to sell bottles of water on a hot day and this woman got a,
2: <laughs> man I know what It's crazy, but the—I mean, it's crazy, but I mean, thanks to social media, man, that—that's—it's—you know, that thing is—it's going to deter people from being like that because I mean, being evil, yeah. The internet doesn't forget, man.
0: And 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 to your point, I hope everybody, everybody, you know, takes action with this whole net neutrality thing because you know that will go away. If, if net neutrality, this repeal stays because there, there would be no, uh, there would have been no Arab spring. You know, we mm. would not have known about that. We would not have known about all these cops killing, you know, these unarmed, innocent people. Mm. I mean, That's almost happened. It's almost happened to me on more than one occasion. And I'm not talking anecdotal. I mean, a cop pointing his gun at me saying, if you move,
1: I'll blow your fucking head off. So mm. it, it, has happened and it
0: it continues to happen but without free access to internet to ordinary you know ordinary citizens who don't have money to pay jacked up uh uh, internet bills that will all disappear and they'll go back to underground people with power can do what they want and get away with it Mm -hmm. little old people like us will never hear about it we'll never be able to You know put together women's marches or you know marches for anything yeah we won't know they'll just get away with it
2: yeah see i mean before i know we're about at the end of this now and uh, and I'm, i'm sure we didn't touch on everything we wanted to talk about but it was this episode was a very revealing journey through depression and anxiety and social media and how it can and and hurt um you know people like us um but since you did, you mentioned a lot and referred a lot to your childhood. I mean, I want you to, can you please just plug your, your book one more time? Because I mean, if people want to learn more about what you went through and as a child, because it sounds like, you know, it's, it's incredibly interesting and it has to be read. It has to be read so people understand. Um, can you uh, tell us the name of your book again and where they can find it?
0: Sure. It's called Stolen Stories from a Violent Childhood. And you can find it on Amazon.com, and you can look it up uh, by my name also, J. Eddie Thornton
2: III. All right. Well, thanks, man. Well, I hope you have a good day. Hope, you know, your wife loves Infinity War. Um, And then uh, you guys can have a healthy debate on if Thanos did anything wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And if video had not been there to catch it.
2: (laughs) I know. how would we know? How, <laughs> How would, would we, we know? know that these guys didn't disappear in the dust?
1: <laughs> that they ever existed
2: in the first what place. What an injustice for Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and in the famous words of Sam
1: Jackson, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, man. Right. Hey, you just gave me my sound bite for the beginning of the show right there. So. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, it was always, always a pleasure, Mr. Eddie. We'll, uh, all right, Dan. Thanks a lot, man. No problem, man. We'll talk soon. Uh, and just to let you know that the first one was already published, so it, it's on what awesome. right well, live is today. Cool. So, um, <laughs> all right, man. Well, have a good one, man. Thanks again for doing this, this is Dan. From when starts over, we'll see you next time. Had a great time, man. Take it easy. You too, man. <laughs>